I will introduce our speaker now. He will come after the scripture reading. And he was our speaker in the last two days, a special event, the second we've had. We started it last year, Life Partners 1, and this year we had Life Partners 2. Our speakers yesterday was uh, Brother Peter and Christine, Sister Christine Kairos. Brother Peter uh, is the president of CBN Asia. CBN Asia uh, produces the 700 Club Asia, and maybe some of you have watched it. If you have TV and late at night you cannot sleep, just turn on the channel. Uh, it's hard for me because I try to sleep early. <laughs> but whenever you can sleep, and I asked uh, his vice president, Brother John Tan, I said, why do you have it so late? Uh, because people with problems stay up late. They can't sleep. So we want to minister to them. The, the program is to minister to these people, I see. So CBN Asia has the 700 Club. Um, and with the 700 Club comes the prayer ministry. You know their prayer ministry? It's amazing. Tele, it's like a, a BPO, you know, except that they pray for you. You can dial a number and say, I have this problem, and they will listen. And somebody from the other line will pray for you immediately and even keep you at their, for their prayer list. And it's an amazing ministry. And aside from the 700 Club, they have Operation Blessing. Operation Blessing is a group of doctors, nurses, and other volunteers who show up immediately when there is a calamity. So uh, during Yolanda, they were the first to be there. Marawi, and, uh, and some of their members even go as far as Afghanistan. Can you imagine? imagine? Afghanistan. So there are people who volunteer to help. And you can only know about them if you search online because they, they don't pay for publicity. You won't see them in the newspaper, but they are always active. But under the same uh, organization is the ACM, Asian Center for Missions, where they train missionaries in terms of having a global perspective or a cross-cultural missions perspective, and they send it to them, send them globally all around the world. So uh, he is leading this ministry that is a blessing to thousands of people. However, I know him as a friend, and um, uh, during the first time I met him in office, he was so welcoming, and whenever I visit, he, I, I could obviously see the servant's heart. He would make my coffee. He would be the one to make coffee for me. And of course, there are other people who can make coffee, but somehow it's his desire and he loves doing. You should try my coffee. I mix my beans. And he mixes several beans. He's, he's like an authentic coffee barista, you know. And um, I, I always enjoy it. And I met Sister Christine in his office as well. And uh, the same, she gave me a warm welcome. And I realized as I observed them both there in their ministry uh, in, in Makati, and I had the privilege of ministering to them in, in Cebu as well and here. One thing I observed, they have this gift to connect with people. And, you know, my, I felt like I know him for a very long time as, as like a, a good friend and brother in Christ. And not only me and many others. For some of you who have encountered him, if you ask for prayer, he will not shun you away. He will immediately pray for your needs. So we are so blessed today. Thank you. Good evening. It's so good to be here for the second time. Every time Christine and I come to Naga, we are 
at home. This is home to us. And we want to thank uh, Pastor Ed and Sister Janet, uh, all the leaders, the elders of this church, uh, Chef Doy, and they kept on feeding us and feeding us. And I, th I think we put on five or eight pounds in these last few days of eating here. And they just spoil us. That's the kind of leaders you have. That's the kind of, they're so giving and they're so kind and they're so generous. And I just appreciate uh, Pastor Ed's leadership. Pastor Ed spent quite uh, many hours in CBN uh, talking to every department and uh, coaching us, uh, helping us strategize uh, what we can do or how we can best work uh, towards the future of the organization. And we just so appreciate uh, Pastor Ed for doing that. that, that they were treasured moments. God has gifted him to see things we don't see. So that's one of his gifts, and we just thank you so much for that. All right, let's read Mark. I know we just finished reading Mark 9, verses 14 to 29. Uh, this is from the NIV uh, version. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they, saw, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I ask your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If I can said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy who looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. 
The title of today's message is, What Does Your Faith See? What does your faith see? And in, in, in the next few minutes, I want to lead you to answer that question, What does your faith see? From the details of the story, if we observe um, what probably went on behind the scenes in this story, here is a father who, whose heart must, must be in so much pain. Because when Jesus asked him, how long has your son been like this? And he said, since he was a child. And so perhaps this father heard about Jesus, about his fame, about the miracles and wonders that he and his disciples were doing. Maybe from Capernaum, because he performed a lot of miracles there and he taught a lot there as it spread all throughout Israel. And perhaps the boy's father was wondering, where is their next stop? I need to be there. I need to bring my son there. Here's a father with so much expectation. And so uh, when, when he saw, when the father saw the disciples, he was perhaps, he got so excited. And perhaps he was saying to himself, this is it. This is the moment. I'm going to see my boy cured, healed, delivered from this impure spirit. And then so with all that expectation and excitement, when he approached the disciples, uh, it, it didn't tell us exactly how he approached, but you can just imagine, if you're a father of a son who's had this condition since he was a child, can you imagine if there was a long line, perhaps you're going to part the line and then you want to be there in front. Uh, you're so concerned, you love your son so much. And I'm sure the disciples had that desire and, and willingness to release a miracle from God upon this boy. But then there was a commotion because after they prayed and they tried to drive out the spirit, it was then when Jesus came into the scene in the middle of that commotion. And perhaps there were some Pharisees there saying, mm, mm, mm. So, huh? you think you can drive out the spirit? Huh? Hmm. Hmm. What now? What now? You know, but perhaps there was some jeering on the side. And then Jesus enters that scene in the middle of that commotion. And he wonders what's going on. I think he knew what was going on. And so the boy, the one who is expectant the most, that wants to see a miracle, tells Jesus what happened. I brought my son here. And, and, and I have so much expectation about his healing, his deliverance. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. And here now you see a scene where Jesus engages the father and, and starts questioning about how long has this been going on. And when, when the father answers, he says, so please, if you can do anything, take pity on us. 
And Jesus throws him back the question. If I can, if I can, there's no problem whether I can. For sure I can. But everything is possible for those who believe. And immediately, siguro wala pang one second, I believe, I believe, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I believe, Jesus, I believe. That's the condition of the heart of the Father. So I want to share with you two things. First of all, Psalm 107 says, talking about prayer, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Mark 21, 22, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have the faith to believe it. Therefore, I tell you, Mark eleven twenty four, whatever you ask in prayer, believe. There you go. Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. But Jesus answers the disciples when they came to him privately. And, and I think, you know why they came to him privately? Perhaps after they tried, this is, this is my imagination, perhaps after they tried and prayed to deliver that boy and nothing happened and Jesus entered the scene, perhaps they were observing, will Jesus do something kaya that we did not do? Baka there's something else that we don't know. Maybe some theatrics, or, but no. They saw Jesus just simply command the Spirit to get out. So they were not surprised at what they saw. So they were puzzled. Because if Jesus had done something else, they would have said, Ah, that's why, bro, that's why we couldn't do it. So they were not surprised at what they saw. So they were puzzled. That's why they went to ask Jesus, Why couldn't we drive it out? Then Jesus says, This Kind comes out only by prayer. But not prayer right here and now when we need the miracle. No, prayer over here. I've been praying. I've been preparing. My heart, my soul has been crying out to the Father. I have been praying. I am prepared for battle because I've been praying back there. That's what Jesus meant. So the first thing I want to share with you is about prayer. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in prayer because prayer works. I am a product of prayer. My wife prayed and prayed and prayed for me until something happened. She prayed until something happened. So you should pray. Push! You should pray until something happens. Until you see it. Don't stop praying. Persevere in prayer. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this to you. It cannot that nothing will happen. Cannot be. When you pray, something will happen. Something will change. If you can't see it yet in the physical, something is already changing in the spiritual. Then it's going to manifest in the physical. But when you pray, God hears, the Bible says. And because He hears, He will answer. He will act on your behalf. Prayer works all the time. And sometimes you can be like this father while you're praying, while you want to believe 100%. If it's only 30%, you can, you can claim an honest 
exclamation before the Father, help me overcome my unbelief. But I will still pray, O Lord. I will not stop praying. Help me overcome my unbelief. But I will continue to pray. I will continue to persevere. Prayer works. Prayer works. And it's not how much faith we have that matters. Because all the Bible requires is a mustard seed size of a faith. But who we have faith in? Who is the object of your faith? Who is that one? He is the unfailing one. He is the faithful one. He is the gracious, ever-loving Father. He is our Savior. He is our Healer. He is our Lord. He is Jesus. So when we humbly approach God, even if we don't have that big size of faith, we can be honest with Him in our prayer. And He will honor that. God will answer every prayer that aligns with His will. Because many times we ask in prayer for something that is totally unaligned with His will, totally against His word. It needs to be a prayer that aligns with His will. 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. If you cry out for the lost, that's so precious and dear to God's heart, He hears you. If you're crying out for your parents, for your friends, for your brothers and sisters, for them to really get to know the Lord Jesus like you do, then the Lord hears you. The Lord, that is a prayer that's aligned with God. You need to pray in alignment with God. He is looking for people who are willing to, to sacrifice, get down on their knees and intercede and move in the spiritual realm so that they, He can change the atmosphere. That's why I, I'm just so blessed when I, when I see the billboard that you gather for dawn watch. For dawn prayer. Uh, because nothing will happen if you don't pray. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer can move a situation. Prayer can turn something that is almost impossible to something very possible. The next thing I want to say about prayer is God will say no. To our prayers if we ask for the wrong reason or the wrong purpose. We cannot go to God and say, Lord, I'm in need. Can you help me? I'm going to go to the casino later <laughs> and gamble. Lord, you know my need, Lord. You know I love you. I'll give you, I'll give you back. I'll give you back 10%, Lord. No, no. You can't, you can't ask. God something for the wrong reason. Or, or else, if somebody had done you wrong, Lord, I'm just, I'm just so angry at that person. He hurt me, Lord. I ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, can you give him alopecia, Lord? Let him lose his hair. Or, or, or let him have chicken pox, Lord. It's not serious anyway, Lord. He's not going to die. No, no, you can't, you can't pray that way. 
You can't pray that way. In fact, what's best, you pray for him. You pray for him. Lord, I'm praying for this man. This person hurt me. He did this thing to me. There was an injustice uh, done against me. But Lord, I'm praying for him in the name of Jesus that you would change his heart. Then watch and see what the Lord will do in your circumstance when you pray. That's turning a prayer uh, that's coming from a heart that is aching to a prayer that aligns with the will of God. James 4.3 says, When you ask, you do not receive because you ask for the wrong motives. We need to check our motives before we pray. We need to make sure our motives are right before God. The fourth thing about prayer is the prayers of God's children. They are powerful and effective. Don't ever think you're coming here every dawn watch. I'm sleepy, Lord, I wake up early in the morning, I pray for an hour. Is there something that's really going to come out of this? Yes! Yes! Yes, definitely. Something will come out of it. It will even amaze you and amaze the people here in GCF. God honors your prayers. He honors your faith. He will move on your behalf. There's so many examples I can say about prayer. Uh, let, me, let me just talk a little bit about prayer. I think, I don't know if you remember the last time I was here, I was talking to you about Willie Chua. Remember that pastor who, who, whose boss didn't like him, and then he gave away two million pesos to the hotel van driver in Dumaguete, and so his boss, the boss who doesn't like him, gave him 20 million pesos. He could not sleep. Uh, he was hearing a voice that he needed to give Willie Chua a house. I was wrong. Sorry, I was wrong. I, I thought it was just 20 million. But when he received the 20 million and he started, he bought this lot, he started to build this house. Uh, of course, along the way, he was building a three-story house. He, you know, he didn't, the 20 million was not enough to buy the lot in Quezon City and then start building. And the boss, you know, even if the, the boss already gave him the 20 million, he's so concerned. He doesn't want that voice to come back and haunt him and then he cannot sleep again. So he would follow up with Willie. Uh, is your house finished? How's it going? Then, of course, Willie was so honest with him. Uh, I don't think I can finish. Well, what? What do you mean you cannot finish? How, why? How much more do you need? The boss gave him 13 million pesos more. 33 million pesos. How can someone who doesn't like you give you 33 million pesos? Because this is a man of prayer. He prays. And then, to be honest, this is what he told me. I have a picture of his house. I should have put it there. Anyway, the lanai was unfinished. There were no tiles. You know, so, so the wife of Willie Chua said, let's just buy the cheapest tiles and just to finish. You know, a housewife, she doesn't want to see the lanai like that with grass. And she wants to see something nice, right? Like every normal housewife. But, but, but you know, Willie said, no, 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 let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, the Lord said to me, we're not going to spend anything. Let's pray. So they were praying and praying. 
And then his brother-in-law, the brother of the wife, is also a very rich guy. He just built a four-story house with elevator. And on the top floor, the, 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 the brother-in-law put uh, Italian tiles, you know, because he put a, a jacuzzi on the top floor. Uh, he has a roof deck. So, and then one morning, the, the brother is not... The brother of the wife is not uh, Christian. One morning he was in the roof deck. He was smoking and admiring his roof deck. And all of a sudden, he, he didn't like the tiles. All of a sudden, he hated the tiles. And so he called his sister. Di ba nagko-construct kayo ng bahay? Kailangan mo ba ng tiles? Kasi sisirain ko to. I'll break all of these tiles. If you don't like it, I'm going to change it. No, 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 no. Don't break it. Sabi niya, please remove it carefully and then, and then bring it to our home. So the brother carefully, every tile in his roof deck, he removed carefully and delivered it to the sister's house. This is what Willie Chua told me. Peter, we finished the lanai. Not one tile missing, not one tile extra. Perfect. That's what prayer does. When you pray and trust God. It's perfect. The scenario is perfect. What does your faith see when you pray? When, when you see a problem, when, when you're beset by a problem, when there's something going on inside of you, and yes, you believe in prayer, but what does your faith see when you pray? You know, from, from the half-brother of Jesus, from James, in this short verse, in James 4, in James 5.16, sorry, it, it gives us a wonderful illustration and, and cheers us on to keep on praying. Because he's already saying to us in the, from the very beginning, hey, you're righteous because Jesus died for you. You're righteous before the Father. Don't worry. Your prayer is powerful and effective. He's already encouraging us that the more we should not stop praying, the more we should not give up and pray. The second thing I'm going to share with you, and I'm going to end here, and I'll illustrate this from another story, is the principle of perspective. How you perceive determines how you receive. How you perceive determines how you will receive. And I want to tell you a story also found, not in Mark, but in Matthew. And I think I put the story up there. In Matthew 13, verses 53 to 58. The title is A Prophet Without Honor. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue. And they were amazed. Don't forget that. You're sitting down, you're in the synagogue, you're hearing Jesus, and you were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? Aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? 
Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And verse 58, this is what hurts me. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. This is what surprises me. You're in the synagogue. Jesus is talking. You are so amazed at his wisdom. You're hearing it. You're being amazed. And beyond that, you're seeing the miraculous powers, the miracles before your eyes. And after seeing that, this is what you said. Teka muna, teka muna. Paano to? Di ba yan anak ng karpentero? He's the son of a carpenter. This cannot be. What you see is what you get. What you perceive will determine what you receive. If you're sitting in the synagogue and you see a carpenter, then you can get your house fixed. <laughs> but if you're in the synagogue and you see the Son of the living God, you see a Savior, then you can get eternal life. What does your faith see? I, I can't, I, it's like I almost can't believe this story. But it's true. That you can see, you can hear a miracle, and yet later question it. Pwede ba to? He's just the son of a carpenter. How can this be? How can this be? Look, if it can happen to them, then it can happen to us. What does our faith see when we pray? Do we see a Savior? Do we see a healer? Do we see a God who can do anything? Because if that's what you see, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. The Lord will honor your faith. This is something that hit me so hard because it's like, it's like so unbelievable, but it's true. It's true. And verse 58, the last verse says, And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. He did not do many miracles there. Meaning to say he did some. So what was available for all, only a few got. Because that, those few saw him for who he really is. They saw Jesus as their answer. They saw Jesus as their healer. The rest saw him as a carpenter's son. They didn't receive the miracle. What does your faith see when you pray? This is paramount. 
Yes, God honors our passion, our perseverance to pray. And God bless intercessors because intercessors, I believe, they're on a different level. They can pray for hours for other people's needs, not even their own. Then they don't even get tired. I tell you, my wife is an intercessor. If at 11 in the evening she tells me, let's pray, I know I'm not going to sleep at 11.30. It's not going to be a short prayer. I'm preparing already my spirit. And sometimes when you're all hyped up because you're praying, you're interceding, you're, you're declaring, you're tearing down walls, you're tearing down mindsets, your, your spirit is all wired up. How can you go to sleep? But when you pray, what does your faith see? That's important. Who? In whom do you put your faith in? Because the God that you see is the God that you're going to get. He's the God that you're going to get. So when you talk to Jesus, when you pray in Jesus' name, who is Jesus to you? What does your faith see in Jesus? Do you see him as a carpenter? Or do you see him as the Lord of Lords? Do you see him as the King of Kings? Do you see him as Deliverer? Do you see him as the Alpha and the Omega? Do you see him as the Lion and the Lamb? Do you see him as your Healer? Do you see him as Jehovah Rapha? Do you see him as your Provider? What does your faith see? when you come to him. Can I ask you to stand, please? I want to give a little time for the Holy Spirit to move in each and every one of us. I want to pray for you. We are a needy people. We are full of needs. And I just want to spend maybe five or seven minutes, however the Holy Spirit will allow us to just pray. And if you're here today and you have a need, whatever that need is, maybe emotional, it's relational, maybe physical, perhaps financial, the question you need to settle in your heart, what does your faith see? Because the God that you see is the God that you get. The God that will answer that need. Whatever that need is, our God is greater. Proverbs 18.22 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. His name is so strong. There's nothing stronger than the name of Jesus. 
if you see that that is what you will receive what you perceive is what you will receive will determine what you will receive so anyone here today with a need whatever that need is right where you are standing I want you to just have a conversation with Jesus the God who can do more so much more than we can ask than we can ever think that we can ever imagine the God who loves you you don't have to make him love you he loves you the Bible says from everlasting to everlasting the God who is for you and not against you the God who is able to turn your circumstance the God who is able to turn your mornings into rivers of joy the God who will speak light into dark to the dark areas of your life that's the God whom we see that's the Jesus that we see so if you're here today I, I just want you to just raise your hand if you have a need whatever that need is all heads are bowed my head is bowed I don't need to see your hand but Jesus needs to see and know you see him for who he really is in your life father you see all these hands today perhaps there are one or two here who have come to this service they don't even have a relationship with you they they're wondering what's going on so Lord I pray for that one first and foremost that that one will get to know you Jesus in a personal way and understand that you gave your very life and you died on the cross 2,000 years ago to pay for all our sins your shed blood on the cross washed all our sins away and so may that one realize that you bought that dear sister you bought that dear brother with your own precious blood that's how much you love them and Lord beyond that your word tells us that on the third day you rose from the dead earlier we sang the grave could not hold you you rose victoriously from the dead and today you ever wear the victor's crown because you are you are the God that has triumphed over all over sin over death over every circumstance so today Lord we lift up our hands to you and our faith sees you for who you really are 
And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith, as the one who heals, the one who restores, the one who revives, the one who dispenses miracles, signs, and wonders, the one who raises people from the dead, the one who says nothing is impossible for anyone who believes. We look to you, Jesus, and we declare in our hearts, for nothing is impossible with you. So Lord, I pray for every need here this morning. In the name of Jesus, would you visit the needs of your people today? Would you open that door that has been shut for so long? And open that door, Lord, and that no man can shut it. Lord, would you come and heal that one who is afflicted in their bodies? Lord, would you bring emotional restoration to a relationship that has been strained for so long? It has become awkward for so long. Would you bring healing right now, Lord? Release. Release the grace to forgive amongst your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And allow forgiveness to open new doors, new relationships, new beginnings. Oh, Lord, you are the God of abundant grace. Do this, Lord. Father, for that one that is so depressed and lonely and wondering, will I, will I ever find a partner who loves me? Lord, show him, show her that you're the God that knows and loves each one of us. And you have already chosen the one, the best for us. So Lord, we will not worry, but we shall wait. We shall wait upon you. And Lord, for business transactions that have been pending for so long, wondering, Lord, will this ever happen? Will this ever take place? In the name of Jesus, even now, so release your miracle working touch. You said the heart of the king is in the palm of your hand. You hold the hearts of every buyer. You hold the hearts of every seller in the name of Jesus. Lord, open and touch these hearts to favor your people today in the name of Jesus. Favor your people today. We walk by faith and not by sight. And every day we know we shall see new mercies. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I, I just feel in my spirit that GCF needs a new place, a bigger place. Uh, we don't know where that place is, but you already know. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just declare faith to arise beyond what our eyes can see. Lord, our faith wants to see. Our faith desires to see the God who can provide anything and so that is what we receive that is the God we see that is the God we're going to get Father thank you Lord bless every family here today bless every business here today bless everyone here today spirit soul and body keep everyone strong and healthy pour pour your wisdom upon each one even so now and Lord, whenever we get confused, whenever we get perplexed, let us run to your word. Let us take refuge in your word. 
For your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. We will not stumble when we have your words tucked in our hearts. Father, thank you. Thank you so much. Lord, bless the praise and worship team. They're so anointed, Lord. So anointed. It's not about talents and abilities. It's about the heart that worships you. Lord, more. We want to see more young people like that whose hearts are passionate, running after your hearts, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing here in GCF Naga and all the daughter churches, Lord, and the many things you will yet do through them. We thank you for the leadership of Pastor Ed and Sister Janet. And Lord, the unity, the unity, the unity among the leaders, Lord, so it's, it's so beautiful when brethren dwell together in unity. It's so wonderful to serve you when there is unity. It's so easy to serve you. No matter how hard the task is, it's so easy to serve you when there's unity. Thank you for the unity and the love and the fellowship here in GCF. Lord, in all these things, we look to you. And we give you back all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The God that you see is the God that you will get. Don't forget that. He loves you. He loves you. God bless you. God bless you. Hello. Shall we pray for Brother Peter and Sister Christine? May I invite you please to come beside me? Please extend your right hand as a symbol of blessing. Father in heaven, thank you so much for sharing your gifts to us. Your gifts to our people, ministry gifts to your body to help build the body of Christ that we may be equipped to serve and Lord, what we've learned, Lord, today, may we learn to pray according to your will that is aligned to your will. We also pray, Lord, give us the right perspective to see God as you should be seen. Father, we pray for your abundant blessing upon our brother and sister. Bless the whole family to overflowing May they overflow so much that they could bless so many hundreds and even thousands of people. May they overflow with heart and kindness. May they overflow with wisdom and understanding. May they overflow financially that they would finance God's work. May they overflow with your word that they may speak the exact word in every place and situation. Lord, protect them always from the evil one. Preserve our brother and sister and the whole family always. Keep them true to you, Lord. May it take them far away from evil, far away from temptation, far away from wicked and people of evil intentions. Lord, we pray, Lord, far away from any disease or sickness. Yet by faith, Lord, and with your overflowing grace, keep them at good health all the time. 
that they may be a continued blessing to your people. Bless their ministry, Lord. Bless, Lord, the CBN Asia, the 700 Club, uh, Operation Blessing and Asian Center for Missions. Give them the right people to surround them, the right leaders to lead each, the right core leaders to lead each department and each ministry. Thank you, Father, and make them a blessing all over Asia and all over the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. May peace, blessing, abundance, faith, follow you all the days of your life. And God's people say, Palakpakan natin uli ang Panginoon.